And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. I hope you are doing unbelievable because we have a special event. Our featured guest is the host of a program you may have heard of. It's called Coast to Coast AM. And before we begin the show, I just want to say thank you so much to Tom Danheiser for making this possible. So, our featured guest will do whatever he can to bring truth to his audience. And that is something that I will feel the exact same way about Outer Limits of Inner Truth. We don't ask questions. We don't seek. I think we're sitting ducks for all the people that want to take us over. And you listened to this show before. I mean, I've talked a lot about how I believe the forces of darkness are, are, are gunning for humanity. And people seek truth when they find truth and when they find fulfillment and they can connect with others that are seeking truth. I feel like we, we get collectively stronger as a species. But uh, before, we get, before we begin, I just want to say that uh, I have so much respect for George Norrie. I mean, I've listened to him for years, and I've totally admired the way he's treated his audience. He really does have an intimate relationship with his audience, and he treats them with the highest respect. And when I think of George, it reminds me of some friends taking a long road trip. They each take turns driving the car. But George is driving the car really good, and people respect his driving style. And they know that it doesn't matter which one of those people are in that car, they're all going to get to the same destination, but they love the way George is driving. They love getting to that destination in the way George is navigating. And I feel it summarizes Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. It is a great ride. Let us begin tonight's show. It is a great honor to welcome to the show a gentleman who I've had a tremendous amount of respect for, somebody who has had an indelible impact on my conscience as well as the consciousness of millions of people, Mr. George Norrie, coast to co- uh, host of Coast to Coast AM, America's largest overnight radio program, specifically dealing with paranormal and dealing with a lot of other issues. George, welcome to our show. Thank you, Ryan. It's great to be with you. It's exciting to, to be talking on, on Outer Limits of Inner Truth. Yeah, well, I wanted to tell you that the show originally started because one of my previous clients was Stuart Wilde, who used to come on your show a lot. Yep. And I want to tell you a quick story about him is that 
he used to go to hell for you. He would go in these transcendental meditations and he had the option of seeing celestial beings. What he wanted to do is that he wanted to go see the demonic worlds because he thought that that would be better content for you. He's like, George is going to like it if I talk about the demons in the hell rather than the angels. So he actually would go to hell for you. So I wanted to relay that to you. But he loved you so much and he, uh, he had so much respect for you. I miss that guy. <laughs> Me too. We, we lost a good one. Yeah. He was a direct result of uh, how everything got started with the uh, with the program. But George, you know, lately you've been having some amazing guests on, as you always have. But what do you see happening in the world right now? What is your perspective on the current trajectory of things on the planet right now? Are you concerned, worried? Uh, do you see any hope happening for the future? Well, I always have the uh, hopeful feeling for the future that we're going to pull out of the messes that we seem to be in, whether it's uh, because of COVID nineteen or world events. Uh, I mean, I've, I've never seen a planet more chaotic than it is right now, but we're going to pull out of it. It's just going to take some hard work by all of us. Okay. And when we look for that hope, because I'm, I'm always trying to find that, I'm always trying to find warriors of the light. Are there any particular types of individuals that you've come across that you would consider to have uh, some kind of, I don't know, a special mojo that are here specifically to carry that out, that are here to be warriors on the planet? We've got a lot of people that uh, appear on Coast to Coast, Ryan, who have really been very helpful in giving us some information about the future. People like William Henry, who's an investigative mythologist, John Hogue, who studies prophecy, uh, people who have studied Edgar Cayce. I mean, all of them contribute something not only to my radio show, but to the planet in terms of information and hope. And uh, they've been doing that for a number of years. And they've kicked it up a bit. It seems like they are really, really into it these days because of everything that's been happening to the planet. Um, it's going to be rough. I, you know, I'm hopeful for the end, but along the ride, hold on so you don't fall out. I could agree with you more about that. And, when it comes to the, the these dark areas, I mean, I don't know. I know that some people talk about this idea of, okay, well, you know, there's going to be this ascension, and the planet is going to increase its energy and frequency. And I feel like there's this strong New Age narrative that kind of feels that everything's going to be okay. But I don't know. I just don't agree with it. I, I, I almost feel like, you know, when you have a very rough situation, this is when you're going to get the greatest warriors. They're going to come out for humanity. And when you are talking to so many individuals who are looking firsthand into what is happening, when you say things are going to get rough, do you have any kind of an idea or feeling about what that roughness is going to look like? I think there's going to be a planetary upheaval in terms of uh, uh, climate possibilities. I think there could be another war, uh, not necessarily a third world war, but uh, some skirmishes that uh, will erupt that will involve the United States and will have to be drawn into it. Uh, I think there's going to con be continued terrorism. I mean, we've got these things facing the planet right now, and we need to we need to pull together as people on this planet. And we're not doing that. We're so disjointed, and uh, there's too much greed all over the place. And uh, you know, it's going to be rough, but eventually I think we're going to win because I think society and people will understand that we can't keep down this path 
or it's a path of total destruction, and we just uh, need to change. And I think uh, it'll be done whether they want it or not. <laughs> That's awesome. One thing I really love about Coast to Coast is you have such a large audience, and the people that listen, they come from so many diverse backgrounds, yet they all come together because they want to seek and they want that truth. And I feel it is wonderful because very few programs have that. Very few programs, I think, have a show where people come from all different backgrounds and they're collectively coming together because they're seeking because they want answers. I mean, finding yourself in a unique position like that, what do you think is or what do you feel are two of your biggest moral obligations to your audience, knowing that uh, you're in this very unique position? To tell the truth and not to have an agenda. And I think that's so important on our program, Ryan, that, uh, you know, when we go on the air, uh, we, we do not have a specific agenda to lead people in one direction or another. I'll give you an example. I, I don't get the vaccine. I've never gotten a flu vaccine. I'm not going to get the COVID vaccine. I load up on certain supplements every day. Uh, but I will never tell somebody not to get a vaccine or to get a vaccine. That's not my agenda. My agenda is to present information and facts to people so they can make up their own minds and make up their own decisions on what they want to do. And so that's what we do on a regular basis. You know, we, we don't have a preset reason for what we say. We're just trying to balance as much as we can. I mean, I'll have people on who are pro-masks and against masks. And then I want people to make up their own mind. That's really awesome. And I know that you have people on your show from all different backgrounds, but can I ask you a little bit about your beliefs? What do you believe? Do you have any particular faith or religion? Do you have any belief in a higher power? Do you believe that you are not here from this planet? I'm just curious, what are some of your deepest, profound uh, spiritual beliefs? Well, I would say I'm very spiritual. I okay. was raised a Catholic. Uh, I you know, don't hit Catholic Church all the time, uh, but I'm very spiritual. I'm a believer in a higher power, whatever that higher power might be. Uh, this planet, this universe is not random. I mean, this didn't come together by accident. It's just too complicated, too special, and too orderly for that to have happened without it being developed by some kind of creation. Uh, I, we call that creation God, but who really knows what God is? You know, whether it's an accumulation of consciousness or whatever, but I'm convinced whatever it is, there's a higher power out there. Uh, we call it God, and, you know, that's the direction I take personally. Excellent. And uh, there have been any guests you've had on that when you listen to them, it kind of they, they present a perspective on God that kind of makes the most sense to you? Is there any particular uh, people that send well, well, A lot of them do. Okay. Uh, you know, we've, we've had guests on who are extremely spiritual, uh, who talk about faith uh, and forces. Lynn McTaggart, she's uh, an expert guest who talks about a force out there that has arranged everything. She doesn't call it God. She calls it the force. Um, but we've had a number of guests who are very, very spiritual and believe in life after death, uh, our beginning, what could be our end. And, uh, you know, they constantly will tell our audience during our open line portion of the program just what they believe. And uh, I think our audience really appreciates that. Uh, they really um, 
they really seem to be terrifically engaged. And again, I love the, the fact that they're, they're all seekers. And when you have presented information and when you are talking to someone, how do you instinctively know or logically perceive a person when you feel that they are presenting something innovative or a genuine version of the greater truth or it is something that they just believe themselves so if you're talking to someone and they just you know they maybe they've convinced themselves that they believe it themselves but it's not actually exactly part of truth how do you tell the difference between somebody who's presenting a uh, a genuine version or a uh, maybe a bigger piece of the, the truth as opposed to just having a self self-knowledge or self-convincing themselves that they think they know the truth Somebody had once said, uh, let's put a camera in your studio so we can uh, see you on, uh, on the screen while the show's going on. And I said, no, our program is theater of the mind, and sometimes my eyes may roll when I ask a guest a question. And, uh, you know, I don't want the audience to particularly see that. But uh, we've had guests on who seem to be outrageous and far out. Uh, we've had other guests who seem to be very grounded what I try to do is ground the guests on topics that could hurt people or help people, uh, as opposed to topics that are pure entertainment. You know, whether we talk about UFOs or something like that, you're talking about UFOs, you're not going to get hurt. You're talking about uh, vaccines, uh, you know, one way or another, you could get hurt. And so what I try to do is distinguish the guest, the topic, and then, and then, you know, let them tap their, their, their way, let them speak. And uh, I will jump in once in a while, question, tweak a little bit. But uh, I weigh it based on whether it's a serious topic or something lighter. One of my good friends, I know he's been on your show a bunch of times, is Jim Carroll. And one of the things Jim's taught me, he's taught me so much to really, really push your brain and push your perception and just get your brain stronger. And I love our conversations. In your experience, when you are presenting certain guests and certain information, are there lessons, are there insights that are being presented that can only be fully grasped in their entirety if a person is meditating on a regular basis or if a person is fully open to these concepts do you think that to have a truly wonderful get the full coast to coast experience that you have to be kind of like an active seeker you have to be somebody who is looking to expand their consciousness absolutely first of all jim carroll is a great guest i mean this guy remembers numbers in the phone book he's incredible the, with the things that he does, I'll tell you an interesting story in a second about him. But uh, yeah, there's there's no question when when we are dealing with a guest that uh, really has meditated and has uh, dived into his consciousness or her consciousness, they tend to be able to be a little more receptive to things that are going on in the universe. I know for myself, I am much more intuitively inclined. When I relax a little bit, meditate, go to sleep, dream about it, and it and it really works. But the other Jim Carroll story is he was on my Beyond Belief television show with Gaia, and he brought a spike, which he put on the desk and oh, said, yeah. "I'm going to put a cup over it, and I'm going to I've got two of them, two cups, and you don't know where the spike is, but what I want you to do is slam your hand down on the cup." when I tell you to. And I said, Jim, I'm not going to do that. 
He says, no, you'll you'll pick out the right cup. Don't worry about it. I said, no, what if I'm, I got a 50-50 chance here? What if I hit the cup that has a spike? It'll go right through my hand. And he said, don't worry about it. So we're on camera doing this thing. And um, he's got these two cups, and he's moving them around. One of them has a spike underneath it. And he says, now pick one and slam your hand. So I did, and I, I'm screaming as I'm doing it, like, ah! I slam it through, and my hand hits the cup, no spike. And I look on the other side of the cup, no spike. With a sleight of hand, he took the spike out of both of them. But uh, he's he's good at what he does. I always think he's very authentic. And I had a conversation with Michael Harrison not too long ago, and he was saying that uh, people... At Talkers Magazine. Yes, yes, he is. And he says that some of the, the people who are the, who are really the best are very authentic uh, with their audiences the people who you know they, they they genuine that's those are the those are the best people in radio and you've obviously risen to a level has there been something that was very profound and personal that you told the audience that you didn't expect them to tell I mean do you have a really intimate relationship where you you tell them or more comfortable telling them more about your personal life I tell them uh, a lot about my personal life. I try not to get my family too involved and stuff like that because, you know, they want their own privacy. Uh, But, uh, you know, I've told them and echoed stories that have occurred in my life, Um, people who have called the program, uh, and uh, they really seem to enjoy it. I had one person who called me years ago on my local St. Louis show when I was the Nighthawk, and he talked about how despondent he was and what he did about it. But he was to a point where he wanted to commit suicide. And he said, George, I got in the car and I just drove an hour or two out of St. Louis to try to pick the spot I was going to do it. And he said, I saw this little pond on the side of the highway. Ducks were hitting it and flying out. And I said, well, that's a peaceful place. That's where I want to go. Because he was really despondent. Everything was going wrong in his life. So he pulled his car over, walked up to the pond. There was a small little like chair and area to sit. And so he sat down there looking at the pond with these ducks hitting the water and flying out. And he said, you know, I was ready to just uh, pull out a gun and shoot myself. And I went, my God, it was, were you that despondent? And he said, yeah. He said, but right before I did it, some old farmer comes by and sits right on the bench next to me. And he kept talking to me. He wouldn't shut up. And uh, he said, but I got to tell you, after about an hour of listening to this guy, I felt pretty good about myself. I I felt happy about my life. And he convinced me to go back and get a new job, get a new relationship. And and that's what I did. And uh, so about six months later, feeling great about myself, I decided I'm going back to that town and I'm going to thank him because he saved my life. So he figured, I didn't get his last name. I don't know where he lives. I'm going to go to the barber shop. The barber knows everybody. And he was right. And the barber said, "Uh, you want to go to the top of the hill there? There's a White House on the right. Talk to his daughter. He said, George, the way he said talk to his daughter kind of convinced me something had happened. But I went to the house anyway. I knocked on the door. And uh, some younger lady comes to the door. And I said, excuse me, but... Um, 
I was just talking to the barber, and I wanted to thank your father for something he did for me six months ago. He, he saved my life, and she stopped him and said, you just wait right there. You're the sixth person to come up and want to thank me for my dad. He died 15 years ago. Oh, my God. And I heard that story, and I have never forgotten it, Ryan. It is just so chilling. Um, it, it tells you everything about what's out there. It's, it's amazing. It's really amazing, like the, the the amount of people that show up and that show up at the right moment in time. Uh, I've had that happen as well. I mean, it's, it's pretty profound. What is the driving force behind your creative expressionism? I mean, do you create from inspiration? Do you create? Do you have an intuitive driving force that guides you in your creativity? What really just absolutely drives you these days? The truth. Okay. I want the truth for my listening audience, uh, whether it's good or bad. I want them to know what the heck is going on, and it it drives me, it pushes me every day. Uh, I haven't taken a vacation in 18 years doing wow, post Wow, goodness. And I'll take a Friday off here and there. But by and large, you know, it's it's this radio show which has become my life, but I want the truth for people who listen. I want them to know that when they tune in at night, they're going to get an on, honest shake on what's going on in the day's events, and and that's what we've been doing. That's really awesome. And do you find it a little bit challenging to present a version of the truth, even if it goes against your own morals and values? Remember this quote? I forget it. I think it was Marjorie Morgales. She was saying that all journalists are moralists. So I wonder if how do you, how can anyone really present a truly unbiased version of the information if they have long held belief patterns? Because I don't. If you're presenting information and it's against something you believe in, I, I can't imagine you're going to be saying that with the same enthusiasm. So how how are you able to do that, knowing that you do have a certain morality and certain belief patterns? It's it's been easy for me. You know, I've been a news person all my life, starting at 19 years old, and uh, you know, I came up from the old school where you try to balance a subject and everything else without your personal views coming into it. And that's what we've been able to do for a long, long time, and our audience appreciates it. Mr. George Norrie, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, George Norrie is host of Coast to Coast AM, a phenomenal radio show that I grew up listening to. And I've listened to you so many times. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the ways I got in contact with Stuart Wilde, because I listened to you interview him, and I was trying to call him to the show. And that's how everything got started. So I want to thank you so much. You can learn more about George by going to coasttocoastam.com. George, thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our amazing guest, George Norrie. And thank you again, Tom Danheiser, for arranging this. Special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of the Truth, Please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for listening.